You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to the Great Doctors Inspiring Stories series on Plug Into Health. On this episode, you're going to meet a Purveya Health doctor who has made it her life's work to help children fight cancer and blood disorders. That in itself is inspiring, but there's more to the story here, and we're so glad you've all chosen to hit play on this one. So with that, let's welcome Dr. Kathy Long, pediatric hematologist-oncologist with Purveya Health and HSHS St. Vincent Children's Hospital. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Long. Yeah, thank you for having me. So the first thing I'm hoping that you can do is paint a picture of what you do as a pediatric hematologist oncologist and what a typical day might look like for you. Yeah. So um, as you kind of mentioned, a hematologist um, is somebody who treats blood disorders and the oncologist part is somebody who treats cancer. And so I get to see a variety of patients in a variety of settings, which is nice. Um, So there's two kind of settings that I get to practice medicine, and one is our clinic. So on a clinic day, I will um, see patients that are in getting chemotherapy for their cancer treatment. I'll see patients that are getting follow-up for their blood disorders, and I'll see new patients that are here for a, a consult to say, you know, what is going on potentially with the blood disorder. And then on other days, I'll be on the inpatient service um, where I'm seeing the kids that are in the hospital, again, maybe getting treatment for their cancer um, and with complications for their cancer or in for other things. And then I spend a lot of my day as well, um, following up on, um, you know, what other things need to be done. So I'm um, writing chemotherapy orders and touching base with other physicians to make sure that we're coordinating care for our kids that need surgery and other things. Uh, so it's a variety of a variety of things that keeps me busy. Yeah. And, and really, this is, these are children of all ages and children fighting all different kinds of illnesses. There's so many different types of blood disorders, so many different types of pediatric cancers. Right. So there's quite a variety. And we see not even, not just children, but young adults as well. So we have some patients that are um, sometimes even up to 30, depending on a diagnosis, if they have a more pediatric type of cancer, um, we'll see them and treat them. So you really get a wide range of things. And I will also say a lot of times families will be very nervous if they're referred to see the oncologist. But I do do so many other things other than cancer. And so I always want families to know that just because you're coming to see us doesn't mean something horrible is going on. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you probably get this question a lot. Um, you know, you, you painted a picture a little bit of what your day looks like. And, and I imagine that a, a lot of that time is spent with these patients, whether they're children or young adults, their families, they are going through something incredibly difficult. Is that challenging for you or how do you cope with that? So it's not as challenging as a lot of people think for me, and I think that's because I uh, it's such a rewarding job and I love doing it. Um, there are definitely really hard days. Nobody wants to be the one to tell their parents that the, their child has cancer. Those are really hard days, and that is a challenge. Um, but most days... That's not the conversation I'm having. Most days I'm seeing kids and their families and we're, you know, talking about how they're doing and kids are so resilient and happy most of the time. And most days are thankfully not the super challenging days. What is the most rewarding part of your job? 
The most rewarding part is um, just helping the families through that difficult time. So, right, so knowing that I can be lessening that burden a little bit and helping them, um, you know, with our experience and just guiding them to kind of know what to expect and to know that um, the vast majority of the time they're going to get through this and they'll be fine on the other side and kind of helping them along that journey. If you you look at at incidents of of childhood cancer right now, um, is this something that has has increased or what what is the state of that sort of look like right now? So, um, so I think that it might be a little bit increased overall, but not a huge amount. I mean, the nice thing about childhood cancer is that uh, it seems that we're getting better at treating it all the time. So compared to, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we're better at treating it, meaning the vast majority of our patients um, are cured. So in childhood cancer, really about 80% of the patients are cured from their cancer and it doesn't come back. So, so that is a great and hopeful thing. I want to get to the why that you chose this career. Um, it's truly something that the first time I learned about it, which is several years ago, really made me pause. And I've, I've never forgotten it. And it stems from, from your childhood. And so before we get into it, what I'm hoping you can do is just first tell us a little bit about where you grew up and, and the family you grew up with to sort of set that stage a little bit. Yeah. So I grew up in a small town in central Illinois called Rantoul, which is a very weird word for those that have never heard it before. It's about two hours south of Chicago. Um, and I grew up with my parents, um, Denny and Anne, and I have an older sister, um, Jennifer, who's about two years older than me, a younger sister, Jackie, who is about two years younger than me. And a, uh, the baby is my brother, Stephen, who is um, about six years younger than me. And so we are very close. You know, we spent a lot of time with our extended family. Um, we were um, just, yeah, it was very happy, happy home. And um, my parents always made everything fun and it was very enjoyable. We fought, you know, with the four <laughs> siblings, but that was normal. So, yeah. And one of the siblings you mentioned was Jackie. Mm-hmm. And Jackie is your why. Jackie is your why of what you do today why you're sitting here today. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about her? Yeah, so she was, like I said, she's my younger sister. She um, was a little feisty, a little sassy. I shared room with her for um, several years, and so we'd always get in little arguments and things that way, as sisters do. Um, but she was also very... Uh, very loving and fun, and she loved um, sports. She played basketball and volleyball. She was very into pop music. She was a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys. Mm, this is a while ago. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and Disney movies. So, yeah, she's a really special, special person. And something, Jackie became sick. Mm-hmm. Can you bring us through that journey? Yeah, so she was in eighth, eighth grade, so she was... Um, would have been third, yeah, thirteen, almost fourteen, um, and was just kind of getting more tired, run down. Um, she was bruising a lot. She was, um, and it was in her uh, basketball season um, with her junior high team, and just yeah, just not able to kind of keep up and um, getting a lot more bruises than you'd expect. So there was just something that seemed a little bit off. So I'd seen. Um, you know, kind of had some blood tests done. I had seen, actually, I have an uncle who's a family practice doctor. So um, my parents always relied on his opinion and things as well. Um, and so eventually, after um, after a few months, um, we found out that she had acute myeloid leukemia. Um, and so she was diagnosed when she was 14 in January of 1999. Wow. What a incredible... A, 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 you know, incredible thing to have to experience together as a family. Um, I think of, of your parents. 
And unfortunately, Jackie passed away. She did, yeah, about a year later after she was diagnosed in January of 2000. She was 15. Can you bring us through a little bit about what that experience was like for your family from from the diagnosis through, you know, all of that, that that you had to navigate as a family and then her passing? Yeah, so um, it was, you know, it was challenging, but I think, again, because we were in a very... Uh, lucky situation as well our because our parents were you know very loving and they were able to spend a lot of time with Jackie when she was in the hospital so she was treated at um at a children's hospital in Chicago because that was um kind of the closest one to us which is about two, two hours away from our home um so my parents were able to be there she was in the hospital for about a month at a time um getting her treatment and um just kind of recovering from the complications and things so we would be able to visit on the weekends um because you know my siblings and I had school my older sister was in college um, so she actually was at college at the U of I, University of Illinois, um, which is about 15 minutes away from our hometown. So she was able to be home a lot. My grandparents spent a lot of time at um, the house with us um, while my parents were with my sister. And we were lucky that my parents had that luxury with my dad's job and my mom stayed at home with us. So they were able to be um, spending time with her um, when she was needed because she was needed. But then we were also able to kind of go up and visit. And even though... You know, it's hard. Your kids, your sister's in the hospital. There also were times that it's what's kind of special. I loved Chicago. I love the city. I still do. So it was kind of a treat to get to go, um, to go there, and um, you know, we just walk around the city and we'd go pick out movies and, um, and kind of spend some, be able to see, you know, see her in the hospital. Um, we were shielded from a lot of the times when she was really sick, you know, because we were home, and so my parents, you know, kind of protected us from that. Um, so she was in the hospital for on and off for. A few months, she ended up getting a bone marrow transplant um, that spring um, when she was diagnosed. My brother was a donor, um, which was really nice. We were lucky that he was a match. Um, and so then that is, um, you have to recover a lot from that. From an immune, You're very immunosuppressed after you get a bone marrow transplant. So um, then she was able to come home, but still wasn't able to go out and do lots of things. Um, we were also able to spend a lot of time with our extended family. So um, particularly my dad's side of the family with my grandparents, lots of aunts and uncles and cousins that were also very involved and would, you know, stop by and um, spend time with us or spend time at the hospital. Uh, I remember one of the big events we were able to go to was my grandparents' 50th anniversary party um, was that spring after my, after Jackie had been um, discharged from the hospital. Um, so, and then we, yeah, had a kind of time at home in the summer and she was you know in remission for a while recovering from her transplant and then that fall um, we found out that um, her cancer was back um, and you know at, at that time it's a lot harder to to treat it um, and to get rid of it so she went through a couple other therapies um, was in and out of the hospital at that time most of the time she was able to be you know be home she wasn't in the hospital for as extended periods of time we were able to take a couple really fun vacations as a family so we did a -a make-a-wish trip um, in November of that year and we went to New York City and got to see a show on Broadway um, and you know we did other things like the um, Statue of Liberty and uh, you know all kinds of fun fun things that trip Um, and then had Christmas. Um, my sister got a karaoke machine. Um, so Jackie got a karaoke machine that year for Christmas. And so the whole extended family had a big karaoke contest, which was very fun. And that tradition actually carried on for several years afterwards. What did you sing? Um, so we <laughs> sang um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, So yes. my sisters and my mother and I. So I actually have a picture of that that I could show you too. Uh, that is a core memory. <laughs> it is. 
So, and I, I think about you know the ages. Mm-hmm. You said you were sixteen. So I was yeah, I was sixteen to seventeen. Yeah, and I mean those are such you know formative years. Um, you're you're certainly old enough to remember and and feel those emotions of of all that you're going through, and as we've mentioned, Jackie really ultimately became your why yeah. of what you're doing. So how did you know what was that moment of this is what I want to pursue, this is what I want yeah. to do? So it actually didn't happen for a long time. <laughs> so I always knew I wanted to be a doctor from the time I was a little kid. Um, I remember reading books about cardiology when I was in fifth grade. My grandparents had had heart, you know, heart surgeries, and so I was very fascinated. And I was going to be a cardiologist. And later on, I um, even around the time that of uh, Jackie when she was sick, I thought I'd wanted to work in the emergency room. So I always knew I wanted to go to medicine, but I didn't. Even after Jackie passed away, I didn't say, "Oh, I'm going to go be an oncologist and do that." Um, it never crossed my mind actually until I was in medical school and I, we started learning about you know we uh, about leukemia and things and it just was like you know I was very interested in learning about more about it and what um, just to see kind of what happened to Jackie and just from kind of a, almost a scientific side of things and then um, and then I got more experience in working with um, in pediatrics and I was able to shadow a pediatric hematologist oncologist and I just found that I really enjoyed it and I really loved working with the families and helping that um, you know the the patients and so it wasn't really an aha moment. It was more just a journey along. And I, even when I finished med school, I wasn't sure. Um, I also envisioned myself taking, um, doing family practice and taking care of kids and adults of all ages throughout their lives. And um, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. And then um, I would say my residency program, I did both the internal medicine and pediatric residency in Milwaukee at Children's and Freight Art. And um, my second year, I did a, another rotation in pediatric hematology oncology, and I was like, yeah, this is what I have to do. And I know it's because of Jackie. If that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have ended up there. But it was a journey. It wasn't an exact, you know, there wasn't an exact moment. And here you are today. You've um, been with Provea Health and HSHS St. Vincent Children's Hospital for seven years now. Yeah. Um, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You help fight a terrible disease that you lost your sister to. Can you tell me how 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 does that experience with Jackie, all that you and your family went through, how does that translate today into what you are doing for children and families? Yeah, I mean, I think it just helps put everything in perspective, right? So I have never been a parent of a kid who's been diagnosed with cancer, and I'm not going to say that I know exactly what that feels like, but I have been in a family that's been impacted. And so it just gives you a little bit more of a kind of glimpse into what their life might be like. And so a little bit more understanding um, in terms of what they could be going through, not just when they're in the hospital, but at home. Um, And so, and even too, I think it makes me remember a little bit more about the siblings of the kids that are there, because we don't get to see the siblings a lot, right? As the doctors, we see, you know, usually the patients and the parents, and especially with the COVID restrictions and everything in the last few years, it's made it very challenging for kids to come visit their siblings when they're sick in the hospital. Um, and so it just, you know, just is a unique, I think, perspective and just so kind of keeps things um, keeps, keeps things um, a little bit more personal, I feel like, as well. So it's just kind of a nice, a nice thing. I don't always share the story with my um, patients either because... Um, it just doesn't usually come up, but I'm also willing to whenever they ask. So, um, yeah, it's a unique, a unique perspective and a special thing. I get to have kind of see both sides of it. When you're, you know, 
making rounds or you're in the clinic or you're you're you know seeing um, children who are you know in the hospital checking up how they're doing um, anything with your your day-to-day work does Jackie come to mind from time to time yeah she does I mean often I would say and even not my day-to-day work but day-to-day life right so but yeah there's definitely times you know especially if there's like you know patient who's around the same age or um, or yeah sometimes it's not even anything that's particular but she just pops in and um, yeah and I remember her and say hi in my mind and know that she's she's watching down and probably really really proud of her big sister incredible and I imagine your parents are exceptionally proud of you um, your your brother who who you know did the, the bone marrow don- donation how does your family feel about what you do today yeah I think um, I think yeah I think they're very proud and I think that they um, appreciate that it's kind of a special thing they sometimes give me a hard time when I don't know their medical questions because it doesn't fall into my area of expertise <laughs> um, but in general yeah they um, they are they're very they're very proud and I think very happy that's kind of where I ended up and you have a beautiful family of your own today. I do. Yeah, my husband, Jason, we have three sons. Um, uh, Charles, who's seven, and Luke is four, and Emmett is two. So we keep very busy, and they keep us on our toes. And I um, I had asked you, you know, I'd asked you a few questions before we sat down today, and I just wanted to know, you know, things that you like to do outside of yeah. being this, you know, this cancer-fighting warrior <laughs> for all these kids um, across Northeast Wisconsin. You love to cook. I do. Tell yes. me about that. Yeah, so I do. I don't do a lot of it during the week because by the time I get home and I'm just trying to feed the, the hungry children, um, but it is really enjoyable. I just It's just kind of like a zen place for me. So even if I'm just like chopping an onion, it's just <laughs> kind of a, a calm place and I enjoy kind of trying different recipes and putting things together. What's what's the last thing you cooked that you're really, really proud of? Um, so I really, I don't do it often, but I like to make homemade pasta. So um, pasta noodles. We had a girl's weekend a little while back with my sister, my older sister and a bunch of my cousins. Um, and I cooked for everybody. So I made homemade pasta and homemade um, like a tomato cream sauce with sausage. And it was a lot of fun. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was good. S- sounds amazing. We cannot thank you enough for sharing your story with us. Is there anything you want to add about what you do um, about Jackie's memory, or perhaps I imagine a lot of your patients and their families are are going to be the ones hitting play on this because they <laughs> yeah. want to know more about Dr. Long. Yeah, um, I would just say that I, you know, I'm happy to talk about it. Like it's, you know, it's been a long time. Jackie died 23 years ago, um, which sounds like a longer than it really has. It doesn't feel that long sometimes. Um, but I think that it's, you know, it's a good thing to talk about and even with patients and families. And I'm happy to share and just kind of share her memory um, with everybody. And and yeah, it's a special thing that we do. And I feel very privileged to be able to take care of these patients and their families and help them along their journey. Well, Purveya Health, HSHS St. Vincent Children's Hospital, um, our, our community and everyone that you care for, I, I, I mean this truly, truly lucky to have you. Um, Thank you for for what you do for our patients. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. To learn more about Dr. Long and Provea Pediatric Hematology and Oncology at HSHS St. Vincent Children's Hospital, please visit stvincentchildrenshospital.org. 
More great doctors inspiring stories are available now on Plug Into Health, and there will be more to come. So be sure to check your favorite podcast platform for new episodes, or you can always find us at purveya.com slash podcast. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit purveya.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Prevea Health. <music>